Well, as you well know, I do not look like Wanda. But her and Dave are sick with the flu, I guess, and not feeling too well, so he called me Wednesday. <clears throat> you know, we're supposed to be minute man, so here I am. And along with that there scripture, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Let's bow our head. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll give me the words to say today that will uplift someone in this congregation this morning that will bring them and us close to you. Bless us now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. What will you do? Have you ever made a to-do list? How many of you, you like to-do list? I see one, two. Oh, come on, people. You know any of you married men have do list, right? Your wife leaves you one every once in a while, or she gives you one verbally, that what she wants done for the day. Right, Lois? <laughs> okay. And when we make out these lists, what's on your list? Did it include uh, doing the dishes? That's always fun, isn't it? In our house, if you cook the meal, the other person does the dishes. That's why I cooked uh, during the week. My wife does on the weekend. Then we have the laundry. Is that on your list? I see some smiles, somebody looking at each other and saying, you never do the laundry. I love to do it. How about shopping? How many of you enjoy shopping, food shopping? Huh? Two or three of you? You know what I like about food shopping? If you're doing the cooking, you can get what you like. Right? Of course, fill in a few things they like, too. How about service the car? Guys, is that on your to-do list? How about cleaning and dust the house? There again, I don't imagine too many guys know what a dust mop is or what that comes to, and a scrub mop for doing the floors. And uh, every once in a while, I pitch in for that, not too often, as you can, my wife will attest. Uh, but anyway, it always looks better when you get the dust off the piano and the organ and the shelves. I do the lower room basically once in a while because I'm down there mostly. I expect that most of that dust is probably me stirring around the room. How about making a meal? Do you take turns making meals? Is that on your to-do list? What didn't the list include? Uh-oh. This is different now. Did you call someone that you haven't called for a while? Have you made contact with them to let them know that you care about them, that you're thinking about them? How about go visit someone? Have you taken time during the week, even after work, to go visit someone? Maybe it's your neighbor. Jane made some cookies, uh, you know, these here shamrock things about that big around for the neighbors yesterday, and I took the plate full over. They sent a plate at Christmas time full of goodies, so we send back the same plate with goodies on it, you know. And they said, 
You know, it's so good to see you. Winter's over. Now we can come out in the yard and get to talking again. And, you know, that makes a difference because I have asked him, the neighbor, to come to church with me and enjoy communion. He says he was wondering what we do for communion. And I see we had on the uh, bulletin up here that we're having communion. I'm going to go see Chris and see if he still wants to come to communion. He's very interested in what we do in communion. How about shop for someone? I know one of our uh, church members does a lot of shopping for other people. Is that right, John? Yeah. Out of his busy week, he takes time to go shop for people. How about send a card? You've heard somebody have a birthday or birth in their family. or Maybe they need a get well card. You know, we're going to miss Hazel because she always sent us our birthday cards and remind us that we were getting older. And uh, Carol knows all about that, so if you happen to today wish her a happy birthday, by the way. She's got a year younger. And we need to send these cards, even to our families. It means a lot to your mom and dad to get a card from you. How about daily devotional? Have you taken time in the morning to get out of bed maybe a few minutes early to read your lesson study for the week or a devotional out of a devotional book? And doing the lesson study, I find it easier in the morning. Of course, a lot of you have got to go to work, but the evening comes. How about taking a little time to take out your lesson study or that devotional book and read for today. Because every day in that there study, there's something for you. But it isn't going to get to you if you don't read it. It isn't getting Friday night because you don't have anything else to do. You finally get to your lesson study. It's not all bad, but if you do it during the week, that whole thought carries through the week with you. How many of you have devotional books in your house? How many of you have ever picked one up lately? Okay, about the same amount. I see we've got to get more devotional books. Uh, how about praying for someone? Right? Did any of you pray for the people that are leading out in Sabbath school this morning? Yeah, there's John back there. He had his hand up. How many of you... Think about that Sabbath morning. I I need to pray for the people that are leading out in the services this morning. You know, have you ever thought about intercessory prayer for somebody that needs healing? Did you ever see that healing take place because of intercessory prayer? You bet. It works, folks. It works. And then you make a list of things to pray for. How about the same old list over and over and over and over again? And I was reading in our elders magazine for this quarter that, you know, God gets sort of, uh, let's see, discouraged by our prayers because they're the same prayers over and over and over and over again. 
Do you add anything to your prayers? Do you think about what you're praying for? Not that you shouldn't include a lot of the good things, but how about thinking about someone you can put on that prayer list? And then have you ever checked to see if your prayers were answered? That's the fun part. And to know that your intercessory prayers were answered. You bet. What did we do last year as a church? I forgot Hebrews 4.16. It says, come boldly to the throne of who? Of God. Okay, of grace. But how are we supposed to come to the throne? Boldly. It doesn't say to back away and feel like that we are not worthy of coming to the throne. It says, come, come to me boldly. Like you mean it, that you're coming to ask for something that you really mean. Okay, what did we do last year as a church? Think about what did we do last year? Community service, seminars. How about individually? What did you do last year for the church individually? And what was the results? And will we review them this year? to see if they were practical. Because, you know, if you make out a list of stuff that you need to do, you need to look at that list at the end of the year and see if it was all feasible and how it worked. It, did it have any results? Or do you need to change and make some new things? Put them in. church I used to go to, we did that every year. And every year we had new stuff to add to this list that the church could do. But we need to check the results, just like we need to check the answers to our prayers. Okay, what have we planned for for this year? Do you have a reading goal? Some people love to read. Uh, How about a mission trip? You've already one on one. I understand you're going to be planning for another one. Down in where, Brazil? Was that right? Okay. I'm just sorry I can't go on them anymore. My good old health, it would cost them too much to send me back by plane, you know. So I have to stay home. But the two I went on was eye-opening. Very eye-opening. Not only just to the gospel, but to the people that are there how easily they receive us. And we have a message to tell them. And you know, when we went to Costa Rica, I never seen a country so clean as they were. There was no trash around. There was no old cars sitting here or there, junk. It was clean from one end to the other that we was able to tour. It was neat. And I thought, if they can do it and they're poor, how come we can't do it? How about the mission trip next door? It's only a few feet away. Have you thought about that being part of your mission? Your neighborhood? Have you passed out any pamphlets? My stepmother used to go out every Sabbath afternoon and pass out pamphlets. Some, some people thought she was sort of a busybody doing this. 
But when in gathering time came, she went down and contacted all the businesses, and she prayed for every business person when she got the offering. And every year she collected what the church needed. None to say that those handing out those tracts on Sabbath helped people to understand what our church was about and what we believe. Is there someone that you'd like to see in heaven? I think all of us have that, don't we? Have you prayed about it? Have you given any literature lately? Even though they may reject it, if you give it to them, that's their problem. Each year we take inventory about this time. What's April 15th mean to you? Yeah, you're right. You weren't thinking of me because on the 16th is my birthday, see? You should have been thinking about that. Okay. You bet. Taxes are coming up. I think we got to the 17th this year. The 15th on the weekend or something. But they extend it every once in a while just so you can worry a little longer. But then we look at this inventory for taxes. We do a different inventory, don't we? We hopefully will start to look and plan for the next year to increase our savings. And they say you should have at least a month or two of savings set aside in case something should happen. How about put more in escrow? Some people don't even know what escrow is. They may think that's a bird. It's not. That's where you put your money. And then you plan for expenses, those that are unknown. That's going to come to you. And then you, the, the one that you really need to plan for is church giving. How much should we give right off the top? Not the bottom, but the top. 10% tithe, right? And then we have our other offerings. Remember back in the sanctuary time, they had their 10% offerings. And then they brought different type of offerings throughout the year. And those are some of the things that we need to look at. We used to have birthday offerings, but then we noticed not too many people have birthdays anymore because offering just went out the way. But it used to be. Okay, have you taken time for yourself? Hmm, I worked psychiatry for a long time. I don't know whether it affected me or not, but it's, uh, it, it's one of these things you learn a lot from. But, you know, when we take time for ourselves and we meditate or read or have prayer during that time, we build up a new relationship with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and the angels that surround us. You know, we can also take a walk and enjoy nature. We know it's spring now, and spring brings about the new plants that are coming up, new flowers. How about getting out and enjoying nature? How about an inventory for our spiritual life? Have we taken that? Hebrews 4.11 says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. I'll give you something to think about first of all, and I'm going to tell you about the Sabbath day. 
Okay. It says there that in uh, Exodus sixteen twenty-eight to thirty, it said they collected what on the uh, on the day before Sabbath. What was it? Manna. They collected double portion on Friday. Did you do that during the week? You only collected a single portion because it would spoil otherwise. But miraculously, if you collected twice what you wanted on Friday, it lasted over the Sabbath. And there in Luke 23, 54 to 56, it says, And that day was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. You know, when we plan for things, we should think about that preparation day and what it means. How close do you count the minutes till sundown? You look out and say, oh, it isn't down yet. I can rush to the store and get back in time before it closes. Is that the way we're supposed to prepare for Sabbath? Friday is that preparation day. We should take time to prepare. Be prepared for the Sabbath day. Make it a a day of rest. He says, you know, in resting, go to Jeremiah 17, 27. It tells us that we should rest. And we have a renewing. With Jesus, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's telling us on the Sabbath day we need to rest. We need to rest, don't we? I'm sure some of you work all day, uh, every day of the week. When you come home on a weekend, you're looking for rest. How about Healing. I'll give you some text, and you can look them up later. Psalms 103.3 and Acts 10.38. and tells us about healing. Celebrating your Sabbath. There in Leviticus 23.32, it says you should celebrate your Sabbath day. And sanctifying. What does sanctify mean? What does it mean to you? It's one little word. What does it mean? Holy, you're right to be holy. Make holy. You know, and the Lord said he would sanctify us, didn't he? To make us holy. Because any of you holy yet? If you're completely holy, as I had this one lady tell me one time, that there was nothing more that she needed to learn. She had it all. And I said, well, then I guess you're ready for translation. We should see the fiery chariot come down any time and get you. And she thought about that, and she said, I guess I don't know it all then. You know? Some people think they know it all. How about remembering? Where do you find a text that talks about remembering? Remember the Sabbath. Thank you, Dorothy. And why should we remember the Sabbath day? Because he made it for us, not us for it. He set that time apart so that we can worship him and commune with him like we haven't done the rest of the week possibly. So we need to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it how? Holy. Worshiping there in Isaiah 66, 22 to 23, it says, All flesh will come to worship before me. From one new moon to another, we will go to worship him. 
This is in the new earth made new. We will go every Sabbath to worship him. Now, you read in your lesson study this morning, as Neil brought out, you know, 4,000 people playing instruments, and then there was 4,000 at the gate. I said, there's millions of people going to be there on Sabbath in heaven, and we're all going to sing in one accord and in tune because our voices are going to be perfect. Can you imagine millions of people singing praises to God in unison? Try to put that in perspective. How about responding to God? Here at John 15:10, it says, "If you keep my what, ye shall do what in my love? Abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and." What does he do? Abide in his love. He set us a course to look at his life and follow what he did. He says, you keep my commandments and abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. And he gave the example, didn't he, for us to follow. No, Israel had a big problem with this. Abiding in Christ and God. They just couldn't see what they needed to see. Even at the base of the mountain there at uh, uh, Mount Sinai, they said, oh, we'll do whatever you say, Lord. Just don't come down here too near us because we're sinners and we'll die. So don't tell us anymore. We just can't. We can't stand all this. They said, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Do you ever have little kids tell you that, moms? Whatever you say, mom, I'll do it. And you found out later it wasn't so, was it? And that's the problem they had. Even though he said that he wanted them to do these things, he wanted obedience and trust. And we have a song that we sing, it's trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in who? Jesus, then to do what? Trust and obey. It's as simple as that. And he says there in John 13, 34, he says, love one another, a new commandment given to the disciples, also to us. Sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? But he says, love one another. It says affirming. John seven twenty four says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. As we judge, we are also being judged. And affirming means declaring to, to be true, confirm or ratify. You know, people are out there now taking Bible studies. It's the first time they've ever heard the truth. And they're just so happy to hear new truth that they've never heard before. You know, we need also to think about serving. Jesus healed and taught and fed on the Sabbath. But, you know, of all the things that he did when he went from village to village and town to town, it says he healed all the sick and their infirmities. 
says all the things John said that he did, the world couldn't hold all of these things if they were written down. He did so many things. Does that say something to us, that we need to do things? There in Philippians 4.19, it says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. Oh, how many are your needs? All of them. How many people? All of them. To everybody. He shall supply your needs. He didn't say your wants. He said your needs. You'll make sure. Okay. In closing... If you woke up tomorrow morning and eternity was staring you in the face, how would you feel? Are you ready? It's time to get ready. It's time to be ready. It's time to get our loved ones ready, our friends and our neighbors and our church family. We all need to be ready. Because we know the time is short. All the time prophecies are fulfilled. Now it's event prophecies. And a lot of those are fulfilled. We don't know whether it will be a year or 10,000 years. But he's coming soon. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come here and worship you and lift up your name in prayer and praise. And as we leave this house of worship today, may we remember the hours of the Sabbath that we keep it holy unto you. And Father, we thank you for all that you do for us and are willing to do for us if we just step out in faith and, and take your hand and say, Here I am, Lord. I'm coming home. Bless us now as we leave. Amen.